Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table so I could have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. This is our last week of this this theme, which is about ownership. And I want to talk to you about the idea of owning your spiritual passion. Did you know that you are responsible to keep the fire burning in your spiritual life? It's no one else's responsibility to keep you passionate about God. But I want you to know that it's possible. It's entirely possible for you to to be passionate about the things of God for your whole life. I mean, that's exciting. But I think sometimes the question is is that we oftentimes wonder if we're going to lose our passion. I remember my dad saying that to me. He said, you know, Havala, I was saved in the Jesus movement. We saw thousands and thousands of people that came to Christ, delivered from drugs, delivered from lifestyles of abuse and pain, and all the things that the world had told them was free love actually cost them their soul, and they came to Christ emotionally bankrupt. And I remember him saying, you know, Havala, we all encountered Jesus for the first time, and it was, it was groundbreaking. He said, but now looking back 40 years later, he said, there are so few of us that are actually still passionate about the things of God. But you know, I like to look at it as, yeah, but look at it's possible because when you meet people that met Jesus at the Jesus movement and are still living it out, it's like, I don't need anything more. Now I know. It's like when you meet that couple that's been married for 40 years and you're like, you have been married for, you've been looking at this person for 40 years and you're holding hands, you're cuddling, you're talking, like what's the secret? And I think that's really critical that we begin to think about our lives. How can we stay in the pursuit of Jesus for our whole lives to the very end of our life? You know, it's not just my idea, it's actually a scriptural idea. In fact, the Bible talks about that we're in a race and we're not in a competition with each other, we're in a race, meaning that there is a destination and a finish line. And it's important, what the Bible's saying is, it's important to keep your eyes on the finish line. In fact, the scripture says to keep your eyes on Jesus, who's the finisher, the author and the finisher of our faith, which means he was there at the beginning when the gun went off and you started your spiritual pursuit and he'll be there at the end. When you break through those eternal, that eternity and that, that ribbon of eternal grace and glory, he'll be there cheering you on. And I love that idea. So what's really important is that we understand that it's not just today and it's not just tomorrow. It's year by year long distance running, a marathon running. And, you know, some of us go, well, I just want to like follow God. And remember this one time I, um, I was watching this message and this guy put out four different chairs and it was, one was red, one was green, one was yellow and one was black. And he got up to teach all the youth. And he said, listen, there's a specific chair that God wants you to sit in. And he said, you know, that this red one is being on fire for God. Like, I'm in it. I'm going to buy every book. I'm going to buy the t-shirt. I'm going to sing passionately. And he goes, and the black one is like not being with God at all and, and having your spirit dead. He said, the yellow is kind of like living and trying to live in the middle. And he said, 
out of all of these chairs, which one are you supposed to sit in? And everyone's like, the red, we want to be passionate for God. And he's like, no, you want to sit in the green chair because the green chair is about growing your life in God. It's about consistently living for him. And so some of us, even our spiritual life, we're so used to being in the red chair and we think that that's what God wants us to sit in. And I'm asking you that you take ownership of your whole life, how you want to be 30, 40 years from now in your spiritual life and begin to build a history in God, a consistency. You go, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, one thing I'd like to say is a consistent yes isn't just yes until you never say no. It's sometimes saying yes and then no, and then coming right back and repenting and saying yes again. And oftentimes the faster we can say yes and yes and yes and yes and bridge those gaps, it starts looking like a long yes. You know, it's not perfect, but our yes begins to be the clearest message in our life. And that's what's critical. So it's very important that we understand that without a vision, the Bible says the people perish, which means if you don't have a vision to finish your life with a passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ, to be still passionate in love with him, you won't. You have to have a vision. When I married my husband, Ben, it wasn't that I, I committed to feeling the romantic feelings, although I have them. I didn't commit to having babies with him, although I have them. My commitment was that I would be married to one person for my whole life. And that was my commitment. Now, I'm only in charge of half of that. For that half, I'm committed to that. And I'm making that commitment towards him. And it's the same way with our, with our us with Jesus. So what is our core fear that we can face when it comes to living for God for the rest of our life and serving him? We kind of wonder if we have what it takes to do it. I mean, we all are aware of our own weakness. We're aware of our ability to say yes and then be swayed. We kind of know that there are times when we, our hearts can kind of feel dry, maybe a little bit dormant. And how do we do that? Well, it's really important that we keep oil in our lamps. Remember that story in the Bible where there were the virgins and some didn't keep oil in their lamps and some did. And then they said, give us some of your oil. And they said, no, we can't. The bridegroom's coming. And when they went to go get oil, the bridegroom came. And I think about our own lives. Some of you go, you know, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to stay passionate with, with Christ. And that's what Truth the Table is designed to do. I mean, that's why we work hard and we, we want you so desperately to get what you need because we want to keep that oil in your lamp burning all the time. So when God says, I'm coming to do this, or I'm going to encounter you here, or I want you to do this, you have a residue. You have a history in him. You're not going, well, I better get my Bible out and I better figure out what God's been saying to me and I better repent for all the things I've done wrong and I better get engaged. No, no, we don't want, we want to get out of that cycle to where we say, no, I'm in this every day, day in and day out, consistently and persistently pursuing Jesus every single day. So you do have what it takes. That's the truth over your spiritual life. And the enemy knows it and he wants to deceive you and tell you that you're gonna flake out. And I want you to know, and I'm speaking to your spirit right now, you can do this. You were made to follow Jesus with your whole heart for the rest of your life. You will not poop out and fail and somehow burn out. No, no, no. You're going to sit in that green chair all the days of your life. Your kids are going to sit in that green chair. Your marriage is going to sit in that green chair. Your ministry is going to sit in that green chair. And you are not going to miss out if you, if you hold his precepts in front of you and you live it out every single day. So the message of your heart is this. You can keep the faith for the rest of your life. You can keep the faith. I think about 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. I love that. I'm gonna say it again. You, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race 
and I've kept the faith. That is the truth you can hold on to because that's the word of God. And you, that's the message of your heart. So here's the declarations I want you to hold on to as we close this whole theme of ownership. Number one, I'm on my way. I want you to say that over yourself. Every time you feel like, I don't know what to do, or I'm, I'm, I'm hitting resistance, or I'm not sure, I want you to say, I may not know what to do ever for everything, but I am on my way. I am not who I was yesterday, and I'm not gonna be here tomorrow. I am on my way, propelling forward, moving forward. Secondly, is I want you to say this out loud, Jesus is my prize. You know, you can't fall in love with the idea of eternity. It, it's great. I want, I want heaven. Okay, but we don't choose heaven because we're scared of hell. We choose heaven because we want to be with Jesus. And it's the same way in our whole lives. Like when we, when we get locked in a relationship with Jesus Christ and what he says about us and who he says we are, and we fall in love with him, guess what? Our prize is not somehow, whew, I made it. But it's, oh my gosh, I get to spend my eternity with the one that my soul loves. That's critical. Thirdly, I want to hear, and I will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want you to declare that over your life. At the end of my days, I'm going to go into eternity and God's going to look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Last, second, fourthly is this, I am changing my legacy. You know, some of you have had, you never had parents that were in the faith or you had parents that were, but they've fallen away or you just haven't had that storyline. Guess what? You get to change your legacy. And so I want you to declare that every single day over owning your passion. I, I want you to say it. I am changing my legacy, which means I'm going to stay passionate for the rest of my life. And then lastly is this. I want you to say, I will endure for the sake of Jesus Christ. I want you to say that because sometimes we're like, why would I endure? You're, you're enduring because he endured for you and it will be worth it. I almost want to add to this. Now, our team will add this. I want you to say, it's going to be worth it. I want you to say that over yourself. It's going to be worth it. Every choice, every yes, every no, every move, every gift, every financial moment, all of it is going to be worth it. And we get to heaven, we will know that it was worth it. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God is trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.